0: Good afternoon, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, God's Holy Word. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 76. And today I want to talk about Mary, Jesus' mother, because we are getting close to the birth of our Savior. We're getting very close to Christmas Day. It's a wonderful, beautiful day. I was reading the story of the nativity of Jesus, his birth, and how those things came about And it dawned on me, when I was reading about Mary, I just thought, you know, what would have happened if Mary had been a feminist and she had gotten pregnant? Like, what if Mary thought like some of the modern-day women in the United States these days? What if Mary had been a feminist or what is called an intersectionality feminist which that is grounded or founded in Marxism, and they have no shame about that. You know, if Mary had been a feminist or a intersectionality feminist, she would have aborted Jesus. She would have had an abortion. She would have thought, oh, well, it's just a bunch of cells. It's not going to matter. It's not a human life. It's not going to feel anything. You know, what's really disturbing is that I know of two states in the United States, California and New York. They very much believe that you can have an abortion even up until nine months. So the baby can actually be delivered and and the doctor kills it. Aren't you glad Mary didn't do that to Jesus? Aren't you glad that she's not one of these modern women these days, these crazy feminists that don't value human life? You know what I find very disturbing about feminists? And I've probably said this before, but I noticed this when I was in high school and in college. I found it to be very hypocritical of feminists about this. And I am pro-women's rights to a certain extent, but I'm not a feminist because I think they're just too crazy and they take things extreme and they don't value human life. Although they value their own, they just don't value anybody else's. And that's eugenics, ladies. So. You might as well call yourself a Nazi. I mean, that's what they did. They didn't value human life. And, you know, they used eugenics to annihilate millions of people. So think about that. But anyway, I found it very hypocritical of feminists that whenever a woman gets pregnant and if they don't want the baby, they call it a fetus. So it's not really a person. It's just a bunch of cells So it's, it's not really relevant. It doesn't feel any pain, you know, when you get rid of it. It just is what it is. Whereas when a feminist actually wants a baby, more than likely, you know, when she's married or whatever, oh, it's a baby now. It's not a fetus anymore. It's a baby. And they're all happy and they do the whole baby shower thing. They're like, oh, let's buy a house and have a nursery. You know, let's paint it pink. Let's paint it blue. And it's like, wow. So, These feminists, they think that a baby is only a person when they actually want a child. But when they don't want a baby or a child, and they get pregnant, oh, it's a fetus, get rid of it. Well, let me give you some numbers here, folks. I added up how many abortions have been done in the United States. And these are just rough estimates. I add them up from 2010 to 2020. And I'm using a low ballpark number. In the United States, between 2010 and 2020, there were 7,865,000 abortions. That's almost 8 million people that are dead, just gone. That's like the size of a small country. So think about any country on the face of this earth. That has about 8 million people living in their country. And just imagine them being completely obliterated. Maybe by an atomic bomb. Maybe by an asteroid, a comet. But they're just all gone. That's what this number represents. 7,865,000 abortions. These were not just fetuses, people. These were human beings. These were little boys. These were little girls. Who knows? Maybe some of them were hermaphrodites, which would be very rare. But here's the thing. How do we know? Like, they're dead. They're gone. They're they're no more. So my question, when I was thinking about all this, I was like, aren't you glad that Mary did not have an abortion? Aren't you glad that she's not like some of the modern women of today? Where they think they can just do whatever they want with an unborn child. Even up until nine months. Like, I don't know what people are aware of in terms of, like, late-term abortions. But the way that those are performed, are it's very grotesque and sick. And these are medical doctors that are trained in medical schools to save, protect, and preserve human life. They are taking human life. These OBGYNs that do this. And they do it for the money. You know, the abortion industry, because it is an industry. It is a multi-billion dollar industry. So these doctors that are performing these abortions, ladies, they're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They're making money off of you. And quite a bit. So don't be fooled with their pleasantries or their hashtag we care kind of stuff. They don't care. It's about money. Because what kind of a doctor takes human life? Especially someone as small as a baby or an unborn child at any stage. They know it's a human. They've been to medical school. They're trained on it. And yet this is their occupation. This is what they choose to do. Like... I don't get how people just, you have to be careful about who you trust in the medical field. Because sometimes, like especially in regards to abortion, it's not just something that takes place in the medical field, but it's also a profitable industry. It's a booming industry. Just think about this. 7,865,000 abortions, a.k.a. people, were discarded like trash from 2010 to 2020. Again, aren't you glad Mary didn't do that? See, here's the thing. Whenever you abort somebody, that person is no longer alive. Like, they're dead and gone. They're gone. They're gone you know what's really sick is that there was one doctor I saw in an interview. This was several years ago. I don't remember their name or anything, but it was this guy. He looked really sad when he was talking about the abortions that he performs. But he, he had this, this rationale. He gave, how to describe this? The way that he excused what he was doing was he said that he's helping these babies to go back to heaven. A.K.A. by killing them. You know, for those that may not understand, like, a late-term abortion, what these doctors do is, even up until nine months, like, the baby can be born, like, right at nine months, and if the mother says, I don't want it, what the doctor does is he snaps its neck, or he drills a hole at the base of the skull and sucks out the brain, And he crushes the skull and he discards the body. Or if he's one of these abortionists that likes to make even more money, they sell the body parts. So the baby is not only dismembered by the OBGYN in the abortion process, which the, the dismemberment can occur in the womb or outside the womb. But the abortionist makes money not only off of the abortion itself, but then they make money off of the parts that are sold, like to laboratories, to scientists. You'd be surprised how many scientists are very evil because they want those tissue samples. They think their research and development is more important than human life. And the way that they rationalize it, these really sick scientists that go along with this stuff, they say, well, I'm trying to find a cure for a disease. Don't you want a cure? Well, you don't take a human life to preserve a human life. Like that that's their their thinking. They do evil to claim that they're doing good for humanity. That is sick. And these are the quote unquote educated. These scientists that work at, you know, these universities and stuff, they get millions of dollars of our federal tax dollars via grants that are granted to and given to all these universities all over the United States. Like, these people are not ethical people. Especially if they're doing research like this. They know it's a dead child. They know that these samples are coming from abortion clinics. They don't care. So aren't you glad that Mary cared about her child? I know I am. Because when I read the story of Jesus' birth, His conception and His birth, I just thought, why can't everybody view an unborn child as lovely and wonderful as it really is? It's a gift from God. Like these women that get abortions, you know, the majority of them, there's a higher percentage of women that get abortions that are minorities. And there's a higher percentage of African-Americans and Hispanics that get abortions when compared to other races that get abortions. I'm just like, how can you kill your own people? I don't get that. It makes no sense to me. I don't care what the circumstance is. That's still a human being. It's still a person. I mean, it's still just kind of... There's so many things that take me aback with stuff like this, but all this stuff came to mind when I was reading about the conception and the birth of Jesus Christ. And I just thought, you know... It's... I just don't understand how the United States has gotten so far off track and how so many Christians have allowed stuff like this to happen. See, because we celebrate Christmas like crazy in the United States, but yet we have almost 8 million abortions that have happened. Is that really a Christian country? Is that really a Christian nation? Are we really a Christian people? You know, if you look in the Old Testament... And I'll close with this. If you look in the Old Testament, some of the most disturbing pagan people in the Old Testament that were ungodly and very wicked were those that killed and sacrificed their own children. They basically were performing a form of birth control and eugenics all in one. God thought that was evil. And he thinks what is going on now with abortion is evil because it's exactly the same. It's a form of controlling the human population. It's just very disturbing. So I want to, I want to, I want to say this. You know, I've probably said this before, but I think it's worth saying again. I have never met a woman all the years that I've met women that have had abortions, and I've met quite a few over the years. Not a single one of them was happy or proud they had an abortion. Every single one of them was sad heartbroken and felt ashamed for what they did and they missed their baby because they knew it was a baby even if it was only like four weeks old or something or four weeks you know into the pregnancy they knew that was a child and some of them some of them even you know had thoughts like well i had the abortion five years ago If I had allowed my child to live, if I hadn't had an abortion, my child would be five years old. I wonder what they would be doing now. I wonder what they would look like. I wonder what they would sound like. I wonder what they would want for their birthday. I've never met a woman of any age, regardless of when they had their abortion, I've never met one that has said, I'm proud of what I did and I'd do it again. I have never heard them say that. Never. Never. There is always this deep sadness associated with it. So let me say this. If you're thinking about having an abortion, I think you need to take that up in prayer. You need to pray about it first. You need to talk to God. Because the problem is not the baby. The problem may not even be you. The problem may be your circumstances. You know, you might be listening to all these other people, or maybe you're listening to the negative thoughts in your head when you need to be listening to the promises of God. And I want to say this. I am not giving medical advice, not by any means. Let me say this. There is a difference between having an abortion and a DNC. An abortion is where you abort A living baby that is alive usually a healthy baby and it terminates a human life a DNC is what is called a I think it's called dilate and cut and it's where like for example if a woman had a miscarriage but some of the baby is still inside her then an OBGYN has to dilate the cervix and remove the rest of the child That sometimes happens, unfortunately, especially with women that tend to have a lot of miscarriages. Sometimes that happens. Another instance where you would have a DNC, which is not an abortion, is where if the child died in your womb or maybe the child was developing, but the brain did not develop. So the skull is empty. So, yes, there's a human body in there, but the baby is dead. It's a stillborn. Again, it's not an abortion. It's a DNC to go in and remove a stillborn. Big difference there. An abortion is done on babies that are alive. They are alive. They are not dead. There is a difference in those procedures. And if anyone tells you differently, they're lying. Because these are medical procedures that doctors especially OBGYNs, they are taught specifically the difference between aborting a baby that is alive as opposed to a D&C, which is where the baby is stillborn, or there may be still some debris of the baby in the mother's body when she had a miscarriage and not everything came out. So there is a difference there. But just so you know, when it's talking about almost 8 million abortions, those are almost 8 million people that are no longer here on this planet. That is the size of a very small country. Folks, it's not right to abort people. It's not right to abort children. It's not. It is just not. And plus, another thing I don't understand, I don't understand why there are so many abortions when Having a child out of wedlock is not considered a thing anymore. It's not considered, like, shameful. It's not considered, it's not considered taboo. Um, like, women don't have to move to another state, you know, if they get pregnant out of wedlock. Like, there, there's no shame anymore on um, pregnant single women, and I don't think there should have ever been shame put on them. See, cause there's a the thing, it, it takes two to tango. So if they're going to shame the woman, they should shame the man that knocked her up. You know, it's like, you got to be kidding me. But here's the thing. Shame doesn't help people. It destroys them. I think if, if our society and our culture had not been so anti-female back in the day, it had been so... I don't know, stupidly Puritan, like just hypocritically Puritan, then I think that we would not had um, abortion become legal at a federal level. I don't think that would have ever happened. And I'm not saying that anything goes per se, but, you know, the problem with shame is that it always hurts somebody. You know, people don't need help feeling ashamed. They need help recovering from whatever has been going on. They need help having self-worth. Because it's easy to, to, to feel worthless. It's actually more difficult to feel worthy. You know... I think it's really sad that babies and children in general are viewed as a burden in this country. And we're paying the price of that stupid kind of thinking. Because if children and babies, if they were not viewed as a burden, then I seriously doubt that we would have almost 8 million abortions in 10 years. Because if you view children as the blessing that they are, then you're not going to want to destroy it. Even if life is tough, you're not going to want to destroy your baby. Now we'll say this, here in Oklahoma, we've had problems with parents and grandparents putting pressure on young women to get rid of their babies because it, it will be born out of wedlock. And this sometimes still happens. So, like, get rid of it. I'm like, oh, so you don't want to have a grandbaby? You know, there are sick people in every generation. And sometimes people, they are so obsessed with the nuclear family idea, which is a a lie. It's a lie. Like, the nuclear family, like, that whole kind of thinking what, that was not invented until like the 1950s, because that's when the middle class just exploded in growth because of the baby boomers. Well, their parents, actually. Before then, we never really had a large middle class. So the nuclear family, I mean, it's, it's only something that's fairly recent. But people tend to be obsessed with it. And it's like, you know, instead of having a nuclear family, why don't we have a holy family? See, because when you have a holy family, more than likely, you will raise your children a whole lot better. And every child will be seen as a blessing from God, not a burden, not a bunch of cells, and not a fetus. Because again, I always found it odd whenever feminists would view They would view an unborn baby as a fetus when they did not want it. But then when they do want to have a baby, most of the time when they're they're married, oh, it's a baby, it's wonderful, let's keep it. You know, it's very rare for married couples to have an abortion. It's very rare. Because most married couples want children. Most of them. It's usually single, unwed mothers... That don't want to give birth to a baby. Because they're single. See here's the thing. It doesn't matter what your marital status is. That, that doesn't give anyone the right to abort a human being. Because it is a child. It is a baby. So again. Aren't you glad that Mary is not a feminist? Aren't you glad she was not an intersectionality feminist? Aren't you glad she wasn't a Marxist? Aren't you glad she was not a socialist or a communist? Aren't you glad that she's she wasn't one of these modern women so obsessed with a career that even a child's not going to stop her? See, here's the thing. The feminist mindset... It programs women in a horrible way because it programs women to think that you can only have babies when you're married because if you have them when you're not married, then they will always hinder your career and your career is more important than human life. See, that's a lie straight out of the depths of hell. See, God protects human life and creates human life. The devil, he attacks and destroys human life because he hates us. He doesn't want us to do anything that's godly or holy. So let me say this. Regardless of what situation you're in, go to God first about it. Pray about it. And if you don't know how to pray, that's all right. Just say, God, help me. Just just cry out. Just say, God, help me. I've got this situation. I don't know what to do. doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be about you know, being pregnant or abortion or sex or whatever. I mean, whatever is going on in your life, if something's bothering you, take it up with your Heavenly Father because he loves you. His son died to save us. Jesus was conceived, born, sacrificed, died, and resurrected to save us from the pits of hell. I think that speaks volumes. I think it says a lot about the love of our Heavenly Father. There's nothing too big or too small that God can't handle. I mean, think about it. God created the universe. He created everything. He created you. What makes you think... He can't help you or that he doesn't love you or wouldn't love you or can't love you. Do not believe the lies that roll around in your head like a, like a marble. You need to replace that negative marble with God's holy word. Because God's word is true. God's word is a light in the darkness. In me personally, I am so grateful for God's holy word. I'm so grateful for it. Because it is always a constant bright shining light that I mean all it does is everything. God's word is everything. You have a problem, you can easily find a solution in his word. I've been through so much stuff in my life, and I'm only 38. But whenever I go to God's holy word, sometimes it amazes me the answers I find in there to like a modern day situation. I'm like, this can help me today. And the Holy Spirit is like, yes, yes, this is why God's word is alive. God's word is not dead, it's alive. See, God's word surpasses all all understanding, all human understanding. That's one of the things that makes his word so good and true is that it's timeless. And there's so much wisdom in it. Like if you if you want wisdom, like don't go to like a Buddhist temple or something or some kind of random Eastern saying, go to God's holy word. God is for you and with you always. So for Christmas, please go to a really good church service and celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. He loves you so much. Until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and a beautiful Christmas. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye-bye.
1: waves transform